Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. In this year on Parshas Tazriyam Etzerah, I would like to discuss two Rashi comments, which at first, glad, at first glance seem a little bit long-winded, but I think with uh, some very uh, knowledge of some very simple and important principles and a little bit of thought, we can see how every word of Rashi is, uh, was very well thought out and very necessary. We begin in Parshas Tazriya. Parshas Tazriya starts with the halacha of, of the Yoledis, of a woman who has given birth. Gaber al-Bnei Yisrael, Lemor, speaks to the Bnei Yisrael, saying, Yishoki Tazriya, a woman, when she will conceive, the Yolda Zachar, and she will give birth to a male child, the Tama Shivas Yamin, she will become Tame for seven days. Kimei nidast v'isotitmo, like the days of the flow of her nida, she will become tummy, just like a nida, according to the law of the Torah, is tummy for seven days. So too, the Yeledes becomes tummy, the, the woman who gives birth to a male child becomes tummy for seven days. And on the eighth day, he will uh, circumcise the flesh of his foreskin. That's, for as far as our, as far as our concerns, as far as we are concerned in this year, that is parenthetical, of course, very important. Now, the, the, the Torah here continues with the halacha about the Yoledis being Tameh. And 30 and 33 days she will stay in blood that is Tahor, meaning for the next 33 days, although she may experience a flow of blood, it is very normal for the, for the flow of blood after birth, but those bloods will, will be tohar. But in anything holy she shall not touch, meaning she may not eat kodshim, uh, she may not eat the meat of any korban, she may not eat truma, even if her husband is a kayan, and normally she would be permitted to eat from his truma, she may not eat or touch his truma. And to the Besamikdash she shall not come. She is forbidden to enter the Besamikdash. Until the fulfillment of the days of her purification. Let's take a look at Rashi on this Pasuk. Rashi begins, we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up towards the end. The whole Kodesh. It says she shall not touch. Really, before Rashi says it means she shall not eat. But in any case, she shall not eat the whole kodesh, anything that is holy. The rabos es truma. So this adds on truma, meaning not only is she forbidden to eat kodshim, korbanos, the meat of korbanos that normally those korbanos that normally she would be permitted to eat, like for example the meat of a korban shlomim, but even Truma, which is on a lesser, a lower level of Kedusha, she is forbidden to eat. 
I'm going to read it according to the way it's in most promotion and the way it makes more sense to me. Because this woman is a Tfulas Yoim Aroich. She is what's called a Tful Yoim. A Tful Yoim is a person who has gone to the mikvah because he or she was Tame. However, the person is not fully Tahor until the sun goes down that evening. So in the, in the interim, the person is in somewhat of an intermediate state. The person is called a Tful Yoim. In this case, she, this woman is a, Rashi is explaining to us, this woman is a Tfulas Yoim Aroich. She is a Tful Yoim, but it's a very long day. And Rashi explains, She She went to the mikvah at the end of the seven days. Remember, for seven days she was Tameh. And then it says that the next 33 days is called Dumei Tahara. It's called Bloods of Purity. So she went to the mikvah at the end of seven days. However, her son does not go down, her S-U-N, the son does not go down for her. To make her tohor, until the sundown of the 40th day, meaning she has to wait another 33 days until then finally the sun goes down after that 33rd slash 40th day. That 40th day, which on its morrow, on the next day, she will bring kaparas taharasa, she will bring the korban to make her tome, to, to make her tome. As we read in, in further psukim, in the following psukim, that at the end of the 40 days, she has to bring certain korbanas. Now, Rashi is doing two or three things here which are which are noteworthy. First of all, he puts in over here Shatovla that she went to the mikvah, which the Psukim here do not say. It is it is true, it is the halacha. But if you, you'll notice that here the Psukim, the Pasik says that if she gives birth to a Zohar, to a male, the Tamashivaskyamim, she's Tame for seven days. And then it says in 33 days her blood will be tar. It doesn't say that after the seven days she went to the mikvah, but Rashi inserts it. And then, but more importantly, the whole Rashi, this whole yellow and green uh, colored uh, section, Rashi seems to be giving a reason for the commandment, for the law of the Torah. The Torah says there's a law, that she waits 33 days, and during those 33 days, she shall not touch or she shall not eat anything that's Kodesh, not even Truma. Okay. We know, I've mentioned it many times, and I, I think it should be obvious to anyone who learns Rashi, that in the vast majority of cases, Rashi does not give us a rationale for the laws of the Torah. If the Torah says this is the law, and if the Torah itself doesn't say any reason for it, sometimes the Torah does give reasons. But in most cases, the Torah itself does not give a reason for its laws. And therefore, one, would, one, one should notice that Rashi does not usually give a reason. Here, the Torah says, And Rashi gives us a very interesting halachic explanation why she is not allowed to, to eat 
Truma or any Kudshim during these this during this 33 day period. He says because she went to the mikvah after seven days. For seven days she was tame. Then she went to the mikvah. But going to the mikvah is never enough. You have to wait for the sun to go down. But in her case, the sun doesn't go down for another 33 days until the 40th day. And Rashi identifies what is special about the 40th day. He borrows from some sukkim that we haven't even read yet, which is also somewhat unusual. He says, What's special about the 40th day is that the next day, she's going to bring the korbanos, which will make her fully tohar. So why is Rashi mentioning that she went to the mikvah, if it doesn't say it here in the Pasuk? And more than that, why is Rashi giving us a rationale for the Torah's commandment here, the Cholkodesh Loisigo? Seems like a lot of information that was not called for, according to the normal rules of Rashi. However, I think the answer is, is really quite simple. If we'll take a look at these psukim and read them uh, innocently, so to speak, we'll see that there's a very big question on these psukim. Pasuk Bey says that she gives birth to a male child. She's tummy for seven, for seven days. Okay, then it says, and 33 days, she will be teshev bidmei tohara. She will sit in the blood of purity. Sounds like during those 33 days, she is tohar. It says, even though she's going to most likely experience bleeding during those 33 days, but it's tohar. Okay, very nice. That's the first half of the Pasuk. Now let's read the second half of the Pasuk. Anything that's holy she may not touch or may not eat, and to the base of Mikdash she may not enter. Sounds like she's Tomei. So this Pasuk seems to contradict itself from the beginning to the end. The beginning says the blood that she sees, the bleeding that she ex experiences during this 33-day period are not a problem, they're Tohar. And then the Pasuk says, but she's not allowed to eat any Kaidah, she'll go into the base of Mikdash. A very puzzling Pasuk. So I think that's why Rashi got involved over here. He wanted to explain how could this be? So he says that she went to the mikveh after the seven days. Although the psukim don't say it explicitly, but there is a source. We perhaps might discuss it later. We probably won't get to it. But there's a source that she needs to go to the mikveh. The rule is she really does have to go to the mikveh after the seven days. We can explain what's going on during these 33 days by, by bringing in the halacha of tful yoyim. If there's such a thing called a tful yoyim, a person who has gone to the mikveh, but the day has not ended yet for that person, and therefore the person is in some sort of an intermediate state. The person is to a, to a, to a, to a partial extent tamay, to, to, to a partial extent tahor. And this is what's happening with this woman. She went to the mikvah at the end of the seven days, but it's, a, so to speak, a very, very long day. The day doesn't end until 33 days later, which is really 40 days since the birth of the child, until the sun goes down on that 40th day, she has the status of a tful yom. And now we can understand the law that is in the Pasuk. For 33 days, te shave bidmei 
the blood that she that she sees is tahor, and that means that she is permitted to her husband. She is no longer like a nida, but she may not uh, have any contact with kodesh. She may not eat truma or kodshim, and she may not go into the base of mikdash because she is a tzvulazyon. She is in this intermediate status of tuma slash tahora. That's one Rashi. Let's go to the next one. We have Sukkim at the beginning of Parshas Mitzorah, which tell us how a person, how a Mitzorah, how a person afflicted with Saras uh, purifies himself or herself. So, Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, This will be the law of the Mitzorah, the Yom Tahorosai, on the day of his purification, he will be brought to the Koyan. The Koyan will go out to outside of the camp because the Mitzorah, during the days that he was a Mitzorah, had to stay out away from all other people. So the Koyan will go out to where the Mitzorah is, is staying. And the Koyan will will look, he will see, the Hine, and behold, the affliction of Tsaras has been healed from the Tsarua. The first stage is the first stage is Kayan has to see that there's no more Tsaras. Of course, that that in itself is a uh, a complex complex halacha. The nega doesn't have to disappear completely, it has to turn a certain a certain shade or other certain signs, but the Kayan will see that the nega that the that the lesion of Saras has been cured. Now, the Siva HaKohen, the Kohen will now give a command, and the Kohen will take for this person, for the Mitaher, for the one who is becoming Tohor, two birds that are alive and that are Tohor. We'll talk about these words very soon. The eights eras and a stick of cedar wood, ushni selas, and a piece of wool that is covered, colored a certain um, reddish color, the ezoiv, and a piece of hyssop grass. Let's see, Rashi. I'm sure that I called that I put in some colors here before and they disappeared. Okay. Rashi says, Chayos, what does it mean that the two birds have to be alive? He says, Prat the Trefos. This excludes birds that are trefa. Trefa meaning that they have some internal injury or internal flaw, which is an indication that they are not going to live very long anyway. So if we uh, find out or if we can tell that these birds have one of these problems, then they are puzzle for this mitzvah. They have to be Lebedic, they have to have a full measure of life in them. Tohoirais, and they have to be tohor, says Rashi, prat lo'ev tamei. This, this excludes a bird that is tamei, meaning that it is one of the types of birds that is forbidden to eat. Okay, so Rashi starts by explaining these two words. They, they appear to be superfluous. Rashi tells us what exactly they are coming to tell us. Now, here, Rashi gives us a whole lot of extra explanation. 
Let me put this in a color. Let me highlight it. Lefisha Nagoyim Bo'in Alashin Hara. Because Nagoyim, because these the this plague of Saras, this this affliction of Saras, it comes because of Lashin Hara, as we are familiar with, that it, it, it is a punishment that a Kodesh Baruch Hu puts on a person who has spoken Lashon Hara, Shehum Mase Patit, or in many, uh, in many versions of Rashi, this word Patit is left out, Mase Pitpute Dvorim. Lashon Hara is an act of Pitpute Dvorim. It's an act of the shattering of words. People speak Lashon Hara, Rashi is, is teaching us something here, Derech Agav. Rashi is teaching us that uh, one of the roots of this, this sin of Lashon Hara is simply because people talk too much. They chatter, dip, 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 and before you know it, they're not paying attention to what they say. They say something unkind about someone else. So Lashon Hara is a masa pitpute dvorim. It is an act of a chattering of words. Lafichach, therefore, huskachu siporim l'taharosai. Therefore, birds are required for its purification. Therefore, the, the tool that the Torah uh, specifies that must be used in order to purify him is you must have two birds. One is going to be slaughtered, one is going to be sent away, whatever it is that we're going to do with them, but we have to do something with birds in order to purify this person who has spoken Lashon Hara. Rashi continues, and here again, in, in most editions of Rashi that I've seen, we don't have this, this word Sipurim. Rashi just continues. That birds are always chattering with a tweeting of the voice. Now here also, Rashi um, seems to be giving the, the Tam HaMitzvah. The Torah says that you have to take two birds in order to purify the Mitzorah. Okay. Normally, we would have expected that Rashi would, would, would not make any special comment on that as far as the rationale. Because in general, Rashi does not provide us with a rationale for mitzvahs. He, he did not feel that that was part of his job as the commentator of Shute Shomikro. However, here Rashi gives us a very beautiful and interesting explanation of why birds are necessary to purify the mitzvah. Because Lashon Hara, which is the cause of Saras, is caused by pitput, it's caused by a chattering, by excessive talk, and birds are always chattering, they're always, and therefore uh, you have to use birds. Now, this is unusual for Rashi to give us the Tam HaMitzvah. That's one question. And another question is, in the end of the Rashi, he seems to drop a lot of ink over here, more than is characteristic. He says, in describing the birds, he says, He probably could have just stopped with the word He could have said, you have to bring the birds because birds chatter. But Rashi adds on, we'll put that in a color, he adds on the word Tamid, always, constantly. And Rashi adds on the word Tzifsuf Kol. Also, the, both of these phrases seem to be a little bit 
texture. What's going on over here? I think here also, this actually, some of the Mephoshim explained that Rashi had a, a question about this Pusik. And he really had a question about the first two points that he made, that the word chayos um, excludes the use of birds that are trefa for this mitzvah, and the word tohoros excludes birds that are tummy, that are non-kosher for this mitzvah. The Forsham explained that one can find it in particular in a sefer called Devik Tov, one of the super commentators on Rashi, which I highly recommend. It's a, uh, a very concise super commentary, but many places, many places, he comes up with things that you don't find elsewhere. The Devik Tov explains that Rashi had a problem. Why should the Torah require us to have birds which are not trefa and which are kosher for this mitzvah of the purification of the mitzvah? We're not going to eat them over here. Nobody eats these birds. Even the one that is slaughtered is not eaten. And we are not bringing them as korbanas. Neither, neither of them are brought as a korban. So what is this odd requirement that they have to be fully alive, not trefa, and they have to be kosher. So on that, Rashi answers as follows, that we are coming to purify a person who is a Mitzayra, and why did he become a Mitzayra? Because he spoke Lashon Hara. And why does a person speak Lashon Hara? Because he runs his mouth too much. He chatters too much. And birds chatter. Now, the Devik Tov explains not all birds chatter. The birds that the Torah specifies as tummy, as being non-kosher, if you look at the list, it's hawk and raven and other sea birds of prey. They are the larger birds that don't chatter. They squawk, they honk, they don't chatter. The birds that chatter are the smaller types of birds, not birds of prey, which are kosher. And it could be that even if you have a kosher bird, but if it's a trefa, if it's ill, if it's going to die within short order, it probably doesn't chirp very much, or it certainly doesn't chirp in, in a way that, in, in a loud, strong way that you can hear it, in a way that, it's, that it is recognizable. So that's what Rashi is saying. That's why Rashi entered into the fray, entered into this parsha of Tameh HaMitzvahs, because he, he couldn't understand why this requirement that the birds have to be fully healthy and that they have to be kosher. So he says, because that's the kind of bird that is mefatvate, that's the kind of bird that shatters and is therefore similar to the Mitzorah and is therefore a fitting kapara for the Mitzorah. And with this, we can understand Rashi's arichus aloshin, Rashi's extra verbiage at the end of his statement here. He says, we need to have birds that are mefatvitin tumid, birds that are constantly chattering. It could be that that specific word tumid 
is coming, that is linked to the trefoys. It's true that if you have a, uh, a bluebird, if you have a morning dove that normally chatters, it's a kosher bird, but if it's trefa, it's not gonna do so very often. It doesn't have the energy. And it could be bitsifs of kol. Rashi says that we need birds that have a twittering of the voice. With that, he is, that is linked to the exclusion of oif tame. Because the oif tameim, the non-kosher birds, they make noises. They have a voice, but it's not a tsifs of kol. It's a different quality of voice. It's a much louder, harsher kind of voice. It's not a tsifs of kol. Perhaps we can say at one more point, in addition to this, why Rashi adds on here, it's sifsuf kol, with a tweeting of the voice. This word sifsuf is found in Tanakh. It is found in a Pasuk in Yeshaya. Perakhoftes. And here in Yeshaya, Perakhoftes, the Navi, as Naviim often did, is telling Klai Yisrael that if they don't shape up, HaKadosh Baruch is going to destroy the Beis HaMikdash and there's going to be terrible destruction to Eretz Yisrael and, and, and terrible catastrophes will, will come to Klai Yisrael, Loyalein. And here specifically, the Navi uh, warns as follows. He says, if you don't behave, this is what's going to happen. You will be lowered and from the earth you will speak. It will be like a person who has been thrown down to the ground and you try to speak over there. Rashi says, You're going to try to beseech me from your lowly position on the ground. From the ground, your voice will be lowered, meaning you're going to have to try to talk from the ground, from the dust. Your voice will be like that of an ove, like that of a sort of a ghost or a spirit that comes forth from the ground. And from the dust, your word will, will tweet. Rashi says, Your word will tweet the hischanen elai to beseech me. In other words, I'm going to push you down so far that you're going to be like a person lying on the ground trying to call up to, to those who can hear him and try to beseech, try to seek some help. And it's not going to be easy to hear that person. Now Rashi says, oh, here it is. Rashi explains this word, sifsuf. Rashi says, Sifsuf, this word, Litzafseif, who called Cholosh. It is a weak voice. The word Litzafseif means to speak in a weak voice. Like the voice of thin, small birds. So the word Litzafseif doesn't, it describes the, 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 the whistling of birds, but it describes it in particular as being something weak, not the, the screech and howl of the, of the owl and the, and, the, uh, and the eagle and the raven and all of the birds that are non-kosher, but rather 
a little, a little, a little tweet, a little soft tweet of some of the songbirds that are kosher. That's what the word sifsuf indicates. And I think that perhaps Rashi chose that word very carefully. First of all, he is, he is referring here. He, he, he wants to say that the tzipurim, I mean, he has just said that the, the tzipurim that are required for the purification of the mitzvah have to be kosher birds, which tend to have a softer, weaker kind of sound. But more than that, more than that, it's something that's almost balachash. It's a whisper. Now, Lashon Hora, it is the way of people who speak Lashon Hora to speak in whispers. Yeah, I think we know this uh, from experience. When you have a good piece of Lashon Hora to, to give over to somebody, you don't usually make a big announcement. You might, uh, the wrong person might hear it. So you whisper it. But we even see this in the Torah itself. The Torah in, in Sefer Dvorim says, Arur makere ehu Cursed is the person who strikes his friend Baseser in secret. So Rashi explains, what does it mean he strikes his friend in secret? Rashi says, Alashen hara hu emer. That is referring to Lashen hara. The person who hits his friend quietly, what does that mean? It means he hits him with a piece of Lashen hara. He insults him. Not to his face, he goes to someone else and quietly tells someone else what a dummy this guy over here is, what a, what a dummy you are. It is spoken balachash, it is spoken in a whisper, kol chalosh. It is a, a weak voice, like a little bird. So it could be that here in Parshas Mitzorah, Rashi is specifically using this phrase with of kol to hint to us that that's how these birds speak. They speak as it's a, it's a kol chalosh. It's a very weak little voice. And that's why specifically the Torah chose that kind of bird to be used in the purification of the Mitzurah, because that's exactly like the Baal Lashen Hora. That's exactly like this person who spoke Lashen Hora and who therefore was stricken with Saras. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash